This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review. City fans are bouncing into Christmas with back-to-back wins against Sunderland and now Hull, two sides fighting it out in the playoff pool. A Friday night under the lights is always special and the atmosphere built nicely over a game filled with incident, excitement and five goals. It's now penalties are plenty for City after such a barren few years. Add to that a fantastic fight back in a game that saw City take all three points. Lee's three words were funny old game and his synopsis following on from your thread in the last pod. I thought this one was similar. When we were good, we were really good, but we also had some really poor periods, especially the second part of the first half where Hull could have come in and taken the game away from us, albeit with a ridiculous penalty decision. Next up is to make our poor periods in games just average. Hands up if you were shocked Anis didn't get subbed and then pops up with his goal. Halfway through the season now, Matt, and uh, just how important were those back-to-back wins to bring a bit of Christmas cheer to the fan base? I think in terms of time of year, absolutely. But I think it was something like 39 games since we went back-to-back. Um, I think it was February, which, you know, in, in a... a a, a league that's as tough as it is, if you don't get back to back, you're not going to be finishing where you want to finish top 10 and pushing for the playoffs. So I think it was important. Um, I still think it's important for Liam Manning to still try and win over some of those doubters. Um, and a, a performance as it ended up last night is certainly going to go a long way to do that. So yeah, re- really good. As you said, I thought the atmosphere um, under the lights was just fantastic. Um Obviously, with the way that the, the the game progressed, that built the atmosphere. But um, even right at the end, I didn't feel nervous as I have done in other games. It, mm. it felt slightly different. So I really enjoyed it. E- even the first half and those periods where we weren't on top, it was an enjoyable game. You know, Hull, Hull were a good side. Um, and like Sunderland before, that's six points from two teams that were in the playoffs and it, it, a, a decent team. So you can't you can't argue with it, can you? It's great to see Ashton Gate bouncing like that. That's oh. one, of the, one of the best chants I think we've ever come up with is the bounce around the ground and then it goes around. And And what made me laugh was when Hull t- started taking the mick out of us a little bit when they were in the lead. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and yeah, yeah, it came back to bite them on the ass. Even uh, <laughs> even even Upper Lansdowne, you wouldn't see it from where you sit, but Upper no. Lansdowne were bouncing as well. So Brilliant. no, it was great. I mean, and uh, Liam Manning was asked to bounce around and didn't, so we had a little bit of a boo, but... Well, um, I think I think yeah, he was, was he went only one goal up and still still all in it. I think I, um, yeah, I, it's a I, bit risky. I wouldn't want him. Yeah, but no, it was <laughs> it was it was great, mate. I mean that that was an atmosphere of old. I, I don't think I've yeah. seen an atmosphere like that for a good good few seasons. It feels yeah. Well, we are on the twenty third of December. It's almost Christmas. So, what better guest to get in than Santa Claus himself, Mister Paul Cheesley? How are you, sir? I'm certainly not Santa Claus. <laughs> I started yet. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, oh, fantastic. Well, great to get those back-to-back wins, Paul. Um, and were you bouncing around uh, the Lansdowne stand yesterday? Well, I um, I watched everybody else having a bounce. So, as you know, I just had a knee operation again not long ago. <laughs> so I don't think bouncing around would have been the, the, the right way to uh, recover. 
No, you've just been on holiday though. You uh, came in with a, a nice little tan going on, so you've had a you've refreshed, re- relaxed, and rejuvenated, ready for Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. It was nice to get away, but the, the, the only trouble is that when you're on a nine-hour flight, it's a bit of a pain to be quite honest. But that said, it was worth going. Get as you said, nice and warm, a little bit brown, lovely. Yeah, brilliant. No, good stuff. Yeah, last thing you need after a knee operation is a nine-hour flight. But uh, but worth it, I'm sure. Right, we're going to do our talk club check-in now, where we say, how are we out of 10? And Matt, how are you today out of 10? I'm a good eight, mate. Yeah, um, cracking last night. Looking forward to Christmas. Obviously finished up from work. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a good eight, mate. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I was an eight until um, this morning when I realised I had to get up quite early and go and see Santa Claus for the sixth time. Um, uh-huh. over this Christmas period. I think my wife is going for the record of of seeing the most Santas during a two-week period um, and just trying to spend as much money as possible. So, Did the, the kids ever question the fact that that Santa was a little bit different than the other Santa? Or No, I don't. Uh, they're not quite at that stage yet. But, um, yeah, it's diluting. It's diluting the Christmas experience <laughs> for me, let alone them. Um, but uh, yeah then I put that on Facebook and then uh, one of her friends said oh my kids are now an age where they don't believe anymore and stuff like that I said don't don't spur on yeah yeah Um, but there we go so yeah I'm I'm probably still a seven it's um is it a Saturday night I don't even know what day it is I'm already I'm already thinking it's Christmas Eve but no it's not it's a Saturday night yeah I'm already at that point where I'm not sure what day it is and it's not even Christmas yet so I'm sat (laughs) drinking a a cruise campo which seems to be the the lager of choice at the moment and and uh, Mr. Cheesy, I can see you sat there nursing a red wine. I am indeed, sir. A nice drop of Merlot, if I might say. Yeah, he's classy, isn't he? He's he is. Classy, he is, isn't he? absolutely. Yeah. How are you out of 10, Paul, if you had to put a number on it? Well, after last night's performance, it's got to be eight and a half, nine, I guess. Brilliant. Yeah, it was fantastic. Great performance by the boys. Yeah, fantastic. Right, a little bit of admin before we start. I don't, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, but an Andy Olpin, 96, lost his wedding ring at Ashton mm. Gate last night. Um, or inside Ashton Gate, he's obviously not sure where he lost it. I'm sure he's retraced his steps, but um, his son's ashes are in the ring as well. So um, if anyone's seen a ring with the initials H-E-O inside, please do get in touch with at Andy Olpin 96 or if you can't find him then contact us but uh, let's hope that he gets reunited with that ring in yeah. the near future um, and then Matt also we had the uh, the accounts released as well so uh, there was yeah. a statement from from uh, Tom Rawcliffe the finance director and COO a loss of 22.2 million is not ins- insignificant but it does continue our recent trend of reducing losses each season a recovering transfer market is a cause for optimism and the strong and growing levels of support we re- receive from our loyal fan base is something we remain ever thankful for Despite the upturn in financial performance, there is still a large amount of work to do to reduce the levels of losses we incur. On a positive note, we have worked closely with the EFL over the course of both 21-22 and 22-23 seasons, and we are no longer in a position where the threat of EFL sanctions failing to comply with financial regulations is a realistic proposition. And he just goes on to say, the financial support provided by the Lansdowne family is substantial and vital to our ability to compete both on and off the pitch. We are extremely grateful for their ownership and continued backing. And Matt, I think that goes for us as well. We're absolutely grateful for that. Yeah, irrespective of of what I see on forums and things, um, I will always be grateful for the Lansdowne's for for what they do for the club. And when you see twenty two and a half million losses, um, you know you just you just 
you fear for where we would be without them. Um, I think I'm right in saying that includes the Antoine Semenyo transfer, but doesn't include the Scott transfer. Correct. Um, but even with that, I mean, if Antoine was what, nine and a half, you know, to still have 22 and a half million losses and reducing the wage bill is, as we've done. Well, that would be the wage bill as of last tax year. So right, okay. um, last financial year, I should say. So, so the work they've done tins, Nigel Pearson in, yeah, in is the, some of the not, wage earners. Not all of it is no. accounted for. So you'd expect accounts. to see next year's looking very favourably in comparison, wouldn't you? But yeah. you're, you're absolutely right, you know, for, for Steve and the family to to underwrite that debt again. Um, yeah, and as I say, so, some of what I read I, I find laughable. But um, yeah, for, for me, I'm absolutely always grateful. Right, let's have a look at the team lineup then. Uh, so, Paul, we lined up Max O'Leary, George Tanner, Zach Viner, Rob Dickey, Cam Pring, uh, Mark Sykes, Matty James, Taylor Gardner Hickman, Anis Mametti, Jason Knight, and Tommy Conway. If you look at it like that, it's a 4 4 2, but in reality, it's more of a 4 2 3 1 with Conway up top and Jason Knight sometimes coming forward to support him. Um, what do you make of that um, that formation, if you like, Paul, and also the, the starting lineup last night? Well, particularly the, the lineup was okay, but um, it, it led me to think that we were a little bit vulnerable at the back when when they broke us down or they got the ball back from us. Uh, so I thought a little bit defensively they were they were on top because they had a bit of pace up front. But our formation was not bad to start with, I guess. But we um, they they had a lot more of the ball, I think, in the first half. What do you think about Tommy up front, effectively by himself for for the majority of time? I think you you obviously were used to playing in a, in a two, a bit of a tall man, short man, or two two different types of strikers. Would you like to see two up front? Well, I'm a bit old fashioned, of course I would. I I prefer to um, to see more attacking force there than than defensively minded. But that said, Tommy does a good job up there on his own. But sometimes you need to get um, support there quickly to him and if he can't control the ball and get it under and, and give himself some time for us to get to him mm, yeah Matt I thought with with Wells on the bench in the last game and um, you know obviously we'll come on to how he came on but um, raring to go I kind of wished I'd have seen Conwyn Wells at some point up front together but as the game panned out it didn't didn't occur but we may still see it in the future yeah I mean I think Jason Knight is sort of that that second forward, but I I just don't see him playing as a second forward. He still feels like that attacking midfielder coming up and helping support. Um, Tommy Tommy doesn't have the physical strength at the moment to bring the ball in and then have other players you know bring bring other players in. We don't get enough crosses into the box for the sort of chances that Tommy would want. Um, when I looked at Liam Delap for them, not not a an overly sort of big, big guy. And, you know, he, he's, he's fairly tall, but it was his strength. He quite regularly held off campering. And, and that, that's the kind of forward we need. I think mobile quick, but has got that physical strength. Now, Tommy may very well grow into that. And, you know, it's a different way of playing for him, isn't it? But uh, I don't think we're getting the best of Tommy playing in the way that we are. I thought when Naki came on, he showed that professionalism and experience and hopefully Tommy will learn from that with Naki now being back out. So well, yeah. Naki was Naki looked so hungry, didn't he? He was like yeah, shy of a cannon. He did, but it was just it, it was his mouse. He he knew what to do. He knew the runs to make. 
you know, he knew when to take the defender under the ball and make sure that he, he kind of got the free kick or his body in front. And that that has to come from experience. And we forget that Tommy's still relatively new in the championship, isn't he? So um, I thought, as, as Chi says, he, he works hard. He, you know, he, he puts a real shift in. Um, I don't think we get the best out of him playing the way that we are, but it needs must at the moment. Yeah, and I was also a bit surprised to see no changes, given that we were told that there was some bug going around the camp. Yeah, so it was great, yeah. great to see an unchanged team in that in that regard. Yeah, it was. You, you kind of wonder who the, the the couple of players were that that had that that sort of sickness. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's get into the minutes then. So six minute is night away, and he's taken down a booking for the whole player after Tanner tries to shepherd the ball out and hole almost get in so just after that incident as I said uh, Tanner tries to shepherd the ball um, and Hull almost get in and Paul that's a really dangerous thing to do and if you're going to shepherd the ball out it needs to go out doesn't it yeah I mean sometimes we are a culprit to get um, sometimes we have try and get too much possession in the back four before we actually release the forwards if you know what I mean and if you're going to do it shepherd as you say mm. you need Cover, don't you really? And if you don't cover, there's no point in really doing that. So if you just knock it to a red shirt up front and getting support, Matt, it was shades for me of uh, Horder Magnuson against Man City. I was going <laughs> to say exactly the same thing, and and unusual for George really because you know, I think defensively George is is, is probably actually Zach as well, but his his job is very much to defend. You know, he's a proper defender. Um, and it was unusual for him to kind of get caught like that. But that, as, as again, as Chi said, they were quite quick up front and they knew what they were doing. They moved the ball quickly. Mm. So he just, just switched off a little bit, didn't he, with it? Yeah. Tenth minute, TGH plays the ball inside to Mameti, who immediately feeds Campring. Coming down the left, a well-whipped first cross a well-whipped first-time cross, and it's cleared, but only as far as Jason Knight, whose shot is saved. So, Matt, that was our first real opportunity. Yeah, was that the one that Knight he sort of controlled um, on the chest and kind of hit a, a I think it was a left-foot shot centrally. Yeah. He just didn't quite get either side of the keeper. Decent, right. decent strike, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was fairly comfortable for for. Um, yeah, the, the whole keeper. Yeah, 12th minute cheese. James shot blocked this time. Mehmeti and Pring started to link up really well on the left-hand side, and it was a, another Cam Pring cross coming in for Knight this time to head over. So Knight, like yourself, got a nice leap on him, hasn't he? Yeah, he's not bad at all, in fairness. I think um, it's all about time, you know, really got... Where, where, wherever the, your highest point is, you meet the ball at that highest point, no, where, no matter where the ball arcs or anything. But if you just get it a split second wrong, it goes over the top or it goes by the post. Yeah. Matt, it's been great to see Campering get forward more in the last couple of games. I thought yesterday was his his, his best game in quite a while, Campering. Um, I think there was a little bit of him and, and Anis taking each other's sort of space the more they play together. And it was quite interesting listening to, to Anis after the game. And we, we'll talk about that afterwards. But I think the more they play together, the better understanding they'll have and, and we'll see. Because I felt with Cam, he's not been getting forward as much this season. Um, but yeah, last night I thought he was a, a real a real threat going offensively, but also had to be really alive. Because as I said, I thought that the lap um, was, was quality for them last night. 
Yeah, 17th minute, cheese. It's a well-timed tackle from Zach Viner on Connolly after the ball over the top. Zach does really well to poke the ball out of harm's way. Um, and and that that all came from the high press from City. It was it was literally a ball over the top and we're in. But Zach Viner does really well to mop it up. Well, in fairness, I thought we we sold our pants there, to be quite honest. I think we pushed that too high as we were pressurising. And that left a little bit of the gap. And as we saw in the first half on various occasions, they got a bit of pace up front and we got caught out, I think, got a little bit of square. But that said, great recovery tackle, certainly saved a goal. Yeah. And with Zach Viner, um, Paul, over the last 18 months, two seasons, he has become so dependable to make those sort of crucial tackles, hasn't he? Well, for me, uh, he's probably the most improved defender we've had for a while. Um he, he, as you said, he's, he was a culprit to making a couple of silly errors in the past, but now he's pretty regular. He's pretty steady, very reliable, and uh, as you said, what a great saving tackle! Yeah, no, totally. Twenty-fifth minute, Matt. It's a neat ball in from George Tanner after some trickery from Sykes. Tommy, Tommy Conway flicks it on with his head onto the arm of the whole defender, and it's another Bristol City penalty. Um, so we said about. Those are the types of balls that Tommy likes in. It was really good work from Sykes. I think Sykes even thought he might have been offside when he picked that ball up because he kind of looked at the linesman. He's, yeah, he did. Yeah, almost yeah. stopped and yep. then carried on, laid it back after a nice bit of footwork to George Tanner, who plays that ball in. And and that, as you say, that is that is the type of ball that that Tommy wants. Um, and it's a penalty which you wouldn't have watched. No, I didn't. You're right. Um, <laughs> But I, I thought there was a there was a shout for a pen before that. Again, I don't. I, yeah, it was at the far end, so I I couldn't mm. see it. With that one, when you sort of watch it back, the defender's arm is is right out. Unnatural. Yeah, it's, it's that phrase, isn't it? And I and I think it was unnatural. It doesn't need to be out there. Um, and I, I don't know why I don't watch the pens with Tommy really because he he's just so calm with it, and the way that he kind of does that stutter, lets the keeper move, and then just mm. rolls the ball, passes the ball the other side. Literally it's the a, same spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he's just watching to see where the keeper makes that move. Um, so, yeah, you, you you do feel really confident with him. But, um, again, I had Tommy to score first in 2-0, so it didn't quite oh, work did out. You? But, yeah, <laughs> I'd, mess, I'd messaged him beforehand to say, if you could do, right. you know, score first in 2-0, lovely, please, yeah. But, yeah, no, yeah. great, great pen. Um, and... Like buses, isn't it? You know, we don't get them for however many, you know, Nigel Whittle, friend of the Crazy. show, going on five live talking about it every week with Adrian Childs and, and now look at it. Yeah, now they all come along like buses, cheese. We've waited so long for penalties and, and now they're coming coming um two games on the trot, two Tommy Conway penalties as well. And would you think that the fact that he did exact same execution only Saturday, that would have been in his head that the keeper would have seen that on the highlights and thought, right, I know where he's going and he might have changed yeah. his mind, but he's gone ex in the exact same position. The worst thing you do if you're taking a penalty is change your mind halfway through. Mm. Once you've got it in your head, where are you going to put it? You've got to go with the plan. Whether the keeper makes a save or not, you still got to go with the plan. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more pace on the ball because if the keeper does get rather close, it goes past him quicker, if you know mm. what I mean. So, yeah. In fact, we were unlucky not there. Two previous shouts. We're talking about one, but there were two previous shouts before that penalty. Mm. And from where I mean, I'm the other end of the pitch to where the, where the goal was. 
uh, where the alleged penalties were. So you can't really see it until you see it close up on the replay. But in fairness, a lot of our players had a real good, strong shouts about it as well. So I'm surprised mm-hmm. when we didn't get that because that was a blatant penalty. A hand was, as you said, it was like stuck out so far. Blimey. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a pen, but uh, could have had a couple before. No, absolutely. Did you what take was... pens, cheese? Not very well. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you just went for raw power, didn't you? Well, no, I, I tried, tried to, to head it. it. <laughs> <laughs> my, hat, my only first team match trick at York, I had two. I scored a diamond head and a shot from outside the box. And then I changed my mind, as I said, not to do. Yeah. So I side for it, so I did neither. It trickled along the ground. The keeper dived to the, the right way, and it went under his arm and his knee, so underneath his shoulder. Right. And <laughs> it was only about a foot off the ground. It still went underneath him, so naturally, yes. There you go. Take that. I, I, do, I do think with Tommy, it's a case he waits to see what the keeper's doing. So no, I, don't, I, I don't even think he's making his mind up, because if you watch the one that he took the first one this season, it was the other side. And I think he does that stutter. He's watching the keeper... And he makes lets him make a move, and he puts it the other side. I know it's illegal, but I don't like those stuttery things. I think it's mm. ungen- ungentlemanly for a star off. Mm. Um, who was it? You should do it a lot. John Aldridge. John Aldridge. Yeah, yeah. But, if, yeah. but if it's legal, it's legal, isn't it? So yeah. Okay. Um, guy scores. Guy scores. Whoever it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So one nil up. Twenty fifth minute. Uh, 29th minute, it's good defending first by Pring after Delap cuts in on his left foot. And then it's a decent save from Max O'Leary after Connolly fires one in, Matt, on the rebound. Yeah, I mean, it it, it was a good save because he's, it's, although again, it's centrally, but it's right at him and he has to get a good sort of, you know, I think it kind of seems to cascade into his chest and his hands. Mm. So it was a good save. I thought he looked lively, that Connolly, for them. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Number 44, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was sort of Scott Twine I was looking out for as well. Um, obviously, I know how well he did at MK Dons. He's got that sort of relationship with Liam Manning as well. Mm. So there's a few bits of history there. And actually, I think um, Liam knows quite a few of those those players. Cause, he does, yeah. Yeah, I saw him sort of shaking hands with a few as they walked around and things. Um, okay, into the 33rd minute then. It's Connolly again. Connolly and Twine combining and some great skill on show from Connolly to shoot from the edge of the 18-yard box through three bodies, beating Max O'Leary at the back post. And it's 1-1, Paul. Dickie seemed a bit too happy to let him have the ball and let him get his shot away. He wasn't tight enough, am I like him? I was in the stand watching that right at that end and I, I looked at people over when I said, why is he standing off? Mm. He's too, too much um, respect, I guess. Um, I'm getting into, I didn't respect him enough as well because he should have closed down a lot quicker. But you see, you got to get a foot in for a shot from like that angle. And of course, it's gone through a couple of people and it's curled around uh, the our keeper. And, and do you know what? It was a fine finish. You must yeah. hold your hand. That was a good finish because it because yeah. we have one later on. It, it it looked a little bit like that as well. But but what a it's just a knocked a ball along the box and just curled it round the round the corner. And, and you know what? It was a cracking shot. Matt, we saw this. Um, I, I think it was Matty James uh, in a recent away match that sort of. Oh, and it was the the Southampton game, wasn't Southampton it? Southampton game, yeah. Yeah, and 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 it was almost identical, but a different type of finish. But it was that sort of ushering, ushering, ushering. And I know you can't just lunge in and make the tackle, especially when they're in the box. But he just seemed not to be quite as close as I'd like him to have been. 
he, he just didn't get close enough. Um, I I absolutely agree with what Chi says. You, you've also got a, and and I I actually, no, I'm not ashamed to say it. I I applauded it because I thought it was a cracking finish to to get. You know, he's he's actually going away and going out onto the edge of the box, but is able to turn around on it and get the kind of whip and curl on it. Mm. That when you watch it back, Max has got absolutely no chance. There's a a degree of of, of Taylor Gardner Hickman kind of turns slightly, but again, I think he was anticipating where the shot was. But for me, and and Rob Dickey knows himself, he he needed to get closer and 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 try and cut that out. Yeah. Yeah, so so there's been no bones about it. Hull absolutely deserved that equaliser. However, the 40th minute. Well, see, I, I I actually I think they started really well, and then I think we were in control mm. up until that moment. There was a couple. We didn't clear the ball well enough with a couple of passages of play. I think we scuffed a couple of clearances yeah. from memory, but I didn't think they were really on top. So it felt a little bit like it had come out of a period of the game where we were in control. Yeah, so no, probably I, I, on balance, you're right. They probably did deserve it, but yeah, in the period of the game, it was like, well, that's come out of nowhere there, and it's a, a brilliant goal. And I, I think I meant more along the lines of that individual bit of skill, oh, rather yeah, than yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, that it was, was that was a worthy, yeah, yeah. It was, it was that was deserved. However, fortieth yeah. yeah. minute, <laughs> it's a penalty yeah. out of nowhere. Seems to be just to come in together with Campering and the guy for Hull just running across him. Very soft penalty um, after a, a whipped him free kick that Max was going to deal with easily, Matt. It was a really weird penalty, um, which two fans scored. Well, it stemmed from a free kick that um, George Tanner made a really good challenge on. And it is, I mean, I've, I've seen people talk about his follow through then sort of takes the player down. But, I actually did think it was a free kick, although Liam Manning didn't, because what George did is he made the challenge, but then just made sure he kept his leg up to stop the, the bloke carrying on. So he kind of tripped him. So I got why the free kick was given. Um, but the, the the pen, absolutely no idea. And watching it back, um, I kind of wonder whether it was more for something that Rob Dickey did. And if you watch it, Dickey kind of has a little grab of the bloke's shirt. But when oh, really? you watch any game tonight on Match of the Day, you'll see you know players literally tearing the shirt off of someone. This was nothing like that, so it was embarrassing. I mean, Liam Manning said after the game he thought there were three moments. He thought two fans was offside. He didn't think it was a foul by George Tanner, and then the penalty was at an absolute loss. So yeah, it was it was a poor decision from the ref. Cheese after going uh, one nil up and then to be two one down, you know, in a matter of minutes later. But it was the manner of that second goal which really upset me. Disappointing to look at. I mean, I'm, first and foremost, I thought the same as you guys. What was that for? Yeah, you know? no one, no one knew. I mean, and as I was absolutely pulling his shirt off, I didn't see anything like that at all. Um, so for me. I need to look at it three or four times again just to make sure I really get the gist of what the referee... <laughs> yeah. Because for me, I just think he wanted to give a penalty to them. Yeah. I, I, it, I, yeah. I wonder if it was almost kind of evening it up because he might have thought the one we had was a bit harsh on them. But um, it's unusual. Isn't it? Not, normally in today's modern game, if you see that kind of shirt pulling going on before the free kick's being taken, then the ref tends to kind of call the players out, doesn't he, and say. But this one, it was like, what's what's he done? What's he given here? Or at least give him a warning. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 
Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Okay, halftime summary from Rob. A little bit shell-shocked as to how we've ended up behind at the break. We took a few minutes to warm into the game, but then dominated for the next 20 with Hull struggling to get any foothold, which culminated in us deservedly taking the lead courtesy of another coolly taking Conway spot kick. Is it any coincidence that as we are shifting to a more possession-based game and looking more of a collective unit that we are now winning more penalties? But then a huge power shift as eventually Hull started to pose more of a threat. Having looked mainly compact as a team in defence, you'd have to say Dickey was lazy in closing down Connolly, who had the space to shoot on his favoured foot into the corner. Surely we'd bounce back again, but we didn't. One very dubious free kick award and one very dubious penalty award later, and it's suddenly 2-1. We've given ourselves an unnecessary mountain to climb, so we need to tap into what we're so we need to tap into what we were doing when on top. Pring has looked a threat down the left, but Mametti fading again. Sykes not really in the game, so maybe we need to vary our points of attack to prosper more. Fingers crossed, though. We've shown we can dominate. Just need to start the second half strongly. Before we get into the second half, there was a great moment at halftime. Um, my great uncle Len, 107 years old, sadly passed away last week. He was the oldest living Bristolian and certainly the oldest living Bristol City fan. Len's first visit to Ashton Gate was 1930, nigh on 100 years ago, and he's witnessed pretty much all of Bristol City's history in that time. He was a loyal Bristol City fan, watching to the end, obviously following online in the in the main, but thoughts go out to um, to Len's immediate family and uh, well-received, well-applauded moment at halftime, Matt. It was lovely, mate. Yeah, obviously we'd, we'd had conversations about your, your, your great uncle over the last few months, really. Um, so when I saw it sort of pop up on the, the board, I knew exactly who it was. But yeah, love, lovely picture of him, mate. And as you say, very, very well observed. Um, and yeah, thought, thoughts with the family, mate. Yeah, no, fantastic. Um, right, into the second half then. 52nd minute, Mameti does well to keep the ball in and get his cross into the near post, which Conway just gets beaten to. Jeez, I don't know if you remember that one specifically, but yeah. he, he ran right, he got right to the touchline, kept the ball in, and got his cross in. I thought that was brilliant. Well, for me, it's like uh, chasing lost causes. Sometimes it benefits, sometimes you gain. A lot of times, if you keep doing the same thing all the time, you will get a dividend from it, I'm, I'm sure, because... That showed a lot of character, uh, not not letting anything go. Let's chase everything down. Let's get at it. You know what I mean? And I think that was very, very good. Yeah. Mameti, Matt, we, we've been dying um, to see him succeed. And obviously we'll come on to what happens. But that just gave that little bit of, right, he's up for this tonight. We, we've, we've said on here, and I think we've been pretty consistent. I don't, I don't think we've ever said he's not at the level or, um, you know, isn't going to make it and to get rid. I, I always felt, and and actually, again, referencing his post-match, he's a confidence player and and, and these kind of maverick players are. Mm. Um, and he, he wasn't being played by Nigel Pearson. Um, talk, talking about his post-match, he, he said about 
Um, he was low on confidence, but Liam Manning's come in, has given him that belief, has told him, doesn't matter, you don't need to be a 9 out of 10 in the first game, you'll get a few games. So to know that as a player must give you that that belief. I then felt that he needed a goal, a good assist or whatever, and that we would take that, him to a different level. Yeah. yeah, would take him to a different level, and, and obviously we'll, we'll go on and talk about it. But, you know, I... We've seen Anis, what he can do last season at times, Sunderland away, he was brilliant. And you could clearly see that he'd been knocked. And I'm not I'm not blaming Nigel Pearson because he might not have been doing what he wanted him to do, training and in games. But Liam Manning speaks really highly of Anis and talks about him doing lots of after training activity, looking at videos, wanting to learn. So yeah, fair, fair play to him. And as Chi says, you know, you chase down lost causes like that, that that gets fans going as well. You yeah. you know, that's what we want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 54th minute, the ball is dinked up towards the back post. Connolly at the back post, who tries to execute a lovely side scissor kick. Um, and and v- Viner, again, cheese, gets his head in where it hurts. That would have come at him at some pace, and he just flicks it up over the bar. So uh, a, a, another great bit of defending from, from Zach Viner. Not just chasing back and getting foot in, he's covering his goalkeeper as well. Mm. Stopping any eventualities like a goal, of course. And yeah, brilliant. Great awareness of where, where he was, the position, where the keeper was as well, obviously. So you can you can cover that space that the keeper's not got. Yeah, great defensive work. Yeah, 64th minute, Matt is finer at it again with a lovely diagonal ball out to Sykes and a good run from Sykes. He pulls it back to Knight, whose shot is blocked. Yeah, um, Sykes, he was a little bit, I didn't see enough of him really sort of in, during the, the, the those first sort of 60, 65 minutes. But then we started to see him, him getting into the game. and Got some space, didn't he? Just, yeah, exactly. And um, Jason Knight, I mean, the, the bloke's energy levels are just incredible, aren't they? Um, you know, it doesn't always come off, but um, he, he's starting to probably playing in that more advanced role now. He's getting more opportunities, getting a few more shots, isn't he? So good to see. But I, I, I like Sykes. He, yeah, he got involved. Geez, in the 70s team, was there a was there a, a, a Duracell bunny player like Jason Knight? Have you seen similar players to him? Work rate-wise, blimey, we had, we had so many. That, like um, Jerry Sweeney, he'd run all day, mine. If the game was finished, he'd be still running around half an hour later. I'm wondering when it <laughs> Big engine, like you know. and Tom Ritchie's work rate. Right? The reason I was good is because Tom did all the work. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> I said to myself, if I if I model my work rate on Tom Ritchie's and with my ability, I've got to be not a bad player. And do you know what? He made me that way. But we've also had Trevor Taint and Endlessly right across the middle of the park, getting stuck into people, racing around like an idiot. But they do. Good size at big work rates, and mm. we're starting to create that now with a few of our players. That's what I was. Th- I was thinking, Trevor. It was, it, it was great to see Trevor with Jason Knight, say, giving him his man of the match award at the end of the game, and I thought they might be similar players. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was one kind of um, tiger to another, I guess. But thanks. It was good of him to do that as well. And it was great what we do now. Man of the match is is good. I might just add, it was nice to see one of the players that um, um, the centre-half came up to see 
us in the hospitality, as you know, and I think that's that's something I've been pressing for for quite some time. And I think let me just thank them. Uh, I mean, all you fans that come down, you will see players like that up there in the hospitality. So that was really lovely. Sorry yeah, to interrupt. Yeah, no worries, mate. You had Carl Naismith, who you talked about, and also Rob Newman, too. Well, Rob Newman, absolute city legend, and Carl Naismith, um, you know, let's see, see where he goes, but out injured at the moment, but a very important player for us, nonetheless. That was funny, as you like, because I, when I asked him, I said, how long do you think you'll be out? And he said, four, 49 weeks. I said, 49 weeks? You're joking. He said, 49 weeks, which means, I said, oh, translator, Scottish, isn't he? So I <laughs> think he's going to be out 49 weeks. I'm going, <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> uh, brilliant. That was a funny moment, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Matt, so we're 2-1 down. Uh, the dice is rolled. Triple substitution. James off, Williams on. So like for like there. Conway off, Wells on. Again, like for like. And similarly, Sykes off, Bell on. Um, we've seen we've seen um, Bell predominantly on the left, but he's come on on the right. Uh, your thoughts on those those three substitutions? So I think there was a, and certainly when you you were watching some of the comments that that were being made, lots felt that Anis would probably go off. Um, and it was a bit of a toss of a coin as to whether it was Anis or, or Sykesy. Um, I think there's a, a bit of a conspiracy theory that Sykes is is kind of made way probably in the last four or five games at least. Um, but I, I do think that sometimes he, he's literally run himself into the ground, and so I can understand that. The Matty James one, I, I wonder whether Matty was one of the players that had had the sickness bug because he, he, he looked a little bit leggy. Um, started off quite well, but looked like he tired. So that that one I kind of got. And, you know, I've said on here before, maybe Nigel Pearson didn't have the luxury in the past with having players that could come in. You know, J- Joe Williams to come in for Matty James was was a, a good sub. So I actually thought he, he got the subs right. I probably would have made them maybe five, six, seven minutes earlier than he did. But in terms of personnel, I think he got them right. And getting Naki back on the pitch, really, really important. Yeah. Obviously, it, it paid dividends in the end, as we know. Yeah. But the fact we're two one down, I I just half thought that we might see Conway and Wells on the pitch together. Um, but you know the fact that it bore fruits, um, it was obviously the right decision to make. Yeah. So because literally uh, seconds later, cheese, it's um seventy fifth minute, Pring combining well with Mametti, who once again looks to come inside, and the relief from the crowd and him is palpable as his shot nestles in the back of the net for the equaliser a fantastic moment for him and the crowd not dissimilar to the to the whole goal uh in the far corner keeper managed to get his hands hand to it but not strong enough great move the substitutions i think good moves i'm not i'm not being rude to jamesy but as you said he's leggy he's a little bit leggy might have been one of those that had the illness but yeah he's not the fastest um race car on the track is he in fairness and we needed to inject a little bit of space and energy i'm not saying that he wasn't playing well all i'm saying is it's nice to have a different perspective on the game yeah. and give a, a few have, give them a few different options to defend and as you said it worked really really well nice equalizer and do you know what that injection of those subs made a hell of a difference it did, and it's great when those subs have that sort of impact. That, that That's why you make a triple, triple substitution. It is bringing on three fresh players 
who are all going to be up for it. No one wants to be a substitute. They all have got a point to prove. So you've got that extra impetus as well. Joe Williams brings something slightly different to Matty James as well. So yeah, it was, it was great. It was, it was the right time for me. Um, I, I quite like that it's not always 60th minute substitution. It's let's see how things are panning out and let's see yeah. when that change needed to be made. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so that was uh, that was the equalizer. Fantastic goal. And Matt, I'll just come to you on that as well. Mometi, we, obviously, he scored already for us last season, but this season, that goal will mean so much to him. And I think hopefully that is a catalyst he needs to keep putting in those shifts. He's, again, I'm sorry to sound boring, but he, he said afterwards that he's been given the opportunity and it's now up to him to take that and make sure he puts in performances. Um, as she said, very, very sort of similar goal to the um, the whole one. If I'm honest with you, I think the keeper should do better with it. I think he makes a little bit of a hash of it, whereas Max, I didn't, you know, I thought I thought Connolly's shot was a much better sort of shot. Um, he, he he seemed to pick up an injury following that save with it, whether it was uh, his thigh. This is the like, next so one. He, no, 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 no. He, oh, he, right. Okay. Did it, he did it with the first one because he, he sort of ah, went, right, okay. stayed down for a bit. So I think the second one then kind of added to it. But I want embarrassment then. Well, possibly. Um, but, <laughs> but certainly, as you say, with, with Anis, um, he, he grew even more, didn't he, after that? He, he was taking people on. And as I say, he talked about afterwards that, um, the confidence that, that Liam Manning has given him. And he said about the morale since Liam Manning has come in. Now, you know, that that might be a bit of a dig at Nigel because personally from, from Alice's point of view, he wasn't playing. So, you know, there might have been a little bit of a veiled kind of um, <clears throat> dig, dig at Nigel from that point of view. But at the end of the day, as a manager, man, man managers, you know, as, as well as the coaching that obviously Liam Manning does, You've got to get your players being confident and believing in, you know, that they've got your back in. And and I do feel that that Manning does definitely feel like that with Annie. So hopefully he's now going to take that on in, and perform at that kind of level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 78th minutes, another Mimeti shot from a similar uh, range and a similar spot to where he scored. And the keeper just keeps it out, but seems to actually cement his injury, Matt, if you like, yeah. in the process. So we see a, a change in uh, in goalkeeper for Hull, which is always unsettling. And it was five minutes later where that uh, that what turned out to be the winning goal comes, Matt. It's a second assist of the night uh, for Pring as he knocks the ball in tonight, he comes inside akin to Mameti, like he did moments earlier, shoots right-footed, takes a slight knock from the defender, the goalkeeper just gets a hand to it, but not strong enough, and it's over the line for 3-2 City, and in a blink of an eye, we're back in front real character from the team Just, the, I mean, the atmosphere was bouncing on it at that point, it was Literally. again, get games of old you know, you think of the the Wesburns header, um, you know, in and and those kind of moments, but yeah, absolutely bouncing again. The keeper will feel. I know he's come on and he's he's cold and coming on, um, you know, hasn't had anything to do, but he's he's got to do better there, hasn't he? Because it's not it's a good shot from Knight, but the, it's the deflection that probably beats the keeper, isn't it? But brilliant to see Knight. He's racing off. Joe Williams tackling him in Sam Bell in, <laughs> and as I said, I then felt. Bears team. <laughs> we're going to win it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, no, when great, we're, great goal. When we're two two one down, obviously, I'm sure you've been two one down in the past. It's, it takes 
It takes character. After being in front, to go 2-1 down, keep your heads up, we're still in this, and we can still get the three points. Well, for me, um, character is a massive thing in football, especially when you're having a bad time. We didn't necessarily deserve to be 2-1 down, but that said, we were. You've got to show some guile now and then stand up and be counted. Uh, the crowd tried to get behind. We started mounting a couple of attacks. So, And the crowd, the Bristol crowd, they love a trier. And if you're trying, it doesn't matter what the score is, if you lose, win or draw, if you try, they'll get behind you because they like a trier in Bristol. And I'll tell you what, they started getting on. When Equalizer went in, I said, there's only one winner here. Yeah. It was really one-way traffic, Matt, wasn't it, after that? And uh, as you say, 8-3-2, I just felt uh, so comfortable, even though there were still 14 minutes left with the injury time, the seven minutes injury time. I just felt like we had enough about us to to see it through. They were just playing with confidence, weren't they? They were they were going forward. Sam Bell was causing problems. William yep. was on Williams was on the ball, and and obviously Anis was doing what he was doing. But also back with Naki Wells. Naki Wells was making some really good intelligent runs, mm. holding the ball up. Um, we were bringing the ball out of defence. Rob Dickey a number of times played a really good ball in in through to the midfield. Um, and yeah, I think other than there was one moment where the lap kind of got away and put a cross in and the lad kind of volleyed it wide. Other than that, Hull didn't really cause us any problems today. Well, the 92nd minute, there was that pass backwards from Naki Wells. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that which, was the one that led to the, the yeah, lap. Yeah, yeah. That that moment, I just thought, oh, no, surely not. Naki Wells yeah. has come on like a man possessed, played really well. He's passed the ball backwards, cheese, and... Uh, and it was just it was just at the near post and it was just wide. I've got my head in my hands. Saying, <laughs> what the hell is going on? And what's he done? He said, get up front out of the way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, it was I, I think the guys should have done better, should have hit the target at least anyway. But that said, uh, luckily for us, we we got another release valve and it was it was um clover. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 93rd minute, Vyman comes on from a Meti. Um, I think that was just a, a substitute to just go a little bit, a little bit more defensive, and also just to run the clock down a little bit more. Um, and then ninety seventh minute, it was a good bit of defending from Campering to take us to the end of the game, Matt. And in the battle of the Liams, it's Manning that comes out on top. Do you like that one? See what you've done there. Yeah, very good. Yeah, Thank very you. good. Thank you. Right, let's um, let's talk about the ratings then, Matt. So um, we've got another raft of um of of guesses but uh i think we won't read them all out you'll just take a sample of of top I'm, middle and bottom i will do i'm still unbelievably <laughs> putting them in because there's been more that's been added so hang on just two seconds just chat amongst yourselves a second yeah no thanks mate uh, yeah um geez you looking forward to christmas well yeah i mean we've got a house ball we've been away of course we've been rushing around like idiots since we landed at Gatwick on Thursday morning at quarter to seven, I had to drive home then after an eight-hour flight. My legs swelled up like a, oh, a balloon. Yeah. But then anyway, I got it elevated. And, and today we've been shopping most of the morning because obviously you've got to get everything everything fresh, haven't you? Yeah. So it's like, um, I can't remember how much we spent in three different supermarkets, mate, I'll tell you. <laughs> And I, I just say that it's cool. it's quite booze orientated as well because we got some um, some nice people coming to our place. The fridge is born. And I said, perhaps I should take the turkey crown out of the freezer and put it in the fridge. And I went, there ain't no room in there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's a, li- it's a it's a three course liquid liquid uh, Christmas it's lunch. Of, we got one of those American fridge freezers, mate. You can't get anything in there. He <laughs> <Any> booze. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm sure you'll have an absolute cracker. Yeah. No, and yourselves, guys. Do you know something? It was a pleasure going there last night. I really enjoyed myself. Oh, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Always helps with the win, but it just had that sort of last last day of work, let your hair down kind of vibe, and to, to get the result as well was fantastic. Yeah, wonderful. Good. Uh, right, let's get. Let, there's numerous ones in our chat. Um, Are you ready now? I've captured. Yeah, I'm ready now. But I just need yours, cheese. What would you give the average rating as? What? For so, last night? so so yeah, out of ten. What would you say? What What would you say the average rating of the of the players will be? A few had not disappointments. They were not like luster. They were quiet ish, but some stood up to the and the substitutions were great. So I would probably say about an eight. Okay. Okay. Patch, what did you say? What did so you I was, say, I, I was I was thinking lower than that. I would probably go seven point. Two, two. All right. So we've got a range of. And so I've, got away, I've got away from the mic. Honestly, mate, there's you, there's just so many that end up coming in. That yeah, yeah. Um. Right. So we've got a rate. We sorry, I keep moving away from the mic. We've got a range of. And as you said, I won't, I won't get through all of them. Marks out then you. So we've got 33 people. So Patch put it on the, the Twitter feed and 33 okay. people have come back. So we start 6.40 from Robert Morris. Uh, we've got a, a, a few 7.1s and then we go up to Chris Chard with 7.82. So I've not I've not looked what I've come through as yet. So, okay. right. So <clears throat> Max O'Leary. Um, and we, we always go cheese. A, a six is what you'd expect. You've had a good game. You know, yeah. not 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 had to do anything more or, or less than you'd expect. So, oh, I went I? I went six with Max because I didn't think he had too many saves to make. He had the one in the first half from Connolly. I don't blame him for either goal, but he, he had a good game. I didn't I didn't think it was any anything more than that. So yeah, I, I went six for Max. Not to be a, a Debbie Downer, but yeah. um, there was a, a an item of distribution in the first half which gave the ball away. Yes, which which I just thought, oh Mac, come on. He he kind of gone to the right, hadn't he? And he played it to the left, and it got cut out. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't I wouldn't take him down a point for that, mate. Not a point. Was, no, yeah, maybe yeah. point three. <laughs> yeah. Um, bring it. Bring is an interesting one. So I I went seven because I think he had quite a, a difficult time with the lap, and and a couple of times he got away from him. But offensively, he was really good. Caused a lot of problems. Looked physically strong. I thought last night. So I was kind of toying with an eight for, for Pringy on that. Um, but then I look at it and go, what if the likes of Jason Knight or Anis were being talked about man of the match? Were they a nine or were they more eights than man of the match? So I went seven for Pringy. So yeah, I'll take you boys. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then the other side, George Tanner, I went seven for George. I thought George defensively last night was brilliant. Um, I do still feel with George, and it's it's not the best part of his game at all, but going forward, I think McCrory will probably give us more of that than maybe the defence. I've, you know, I've not seen him play to know. Um, but I thought George had a, another really good, dependable game last night. 
But I thought with what he was up against, that's why I went a seven with him. I thought he was as good as Cam, better than Cam defensively. But yeah, there was one header where the ball came across late on and he made the back post header to sort of clear it. Mm. It was really impressive. So yeah. Wait, just just touching on McCrory, sorry, side mm. sideways. Um, if he was going to feature in early January, yep. he would have been playing in the under-21s by now, wouldn't he? You'd have thought. You would think he's going to get... Now, whether he's had any games behind closed doors within the sort of academy and what have you, but you would think he would get a run out again, wouldn't you, in the 21s, yeah. I'll have a look um, and see what the fixtures are looking like. I'm, I'm pretty sure Liam Manning said he was still probably a couple of weeks away. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm thinking probably after the Christmas period, um, that that might change dependent on you know you never know injuries or anything, do you? So yeah, um, the two the two centre half boys. So it, it, interesting. James um, made a comment earlier on um, that he felt Dicky was probably better offensively than Zach bringing the ball out, but that yeah. Zach defended better. Um, I thought Dickie was a little bit loose last night with some of the passing that he had. Unusually for him, he's been brilliant, I think, of the last, well, the last month, six weeks. So for Rob, I ended up going six, and for Zach, I went seven. Um, that that could have been two sevens. There's an argument that Zach, with the challenge that he made, um, both in the first half and that second half, they were almost, you know, I, I, I've only seen the volley in the second half back whether Max gets there, because it looked like there was a lot of pace on it, I don't know if Max is going to be able to save that. So mm. I don't know whether that's, in effect from Zach, two goal-saving challenges. So maybe that warrants Zach being an eight, but I went a six for Rob and an eight, uh, sorry, a seven for Zach. Yeah. Yeah, you okay with that? Yeah. Um, midfield, Matty James, I went six. I didn't I didn't think he had a bad game. Um, I think he, as I say, he got he got leggy and, and Manning made the change, but I, I thought he was okay. Um, so I went six for Matty. Um, I think I think sometimes with Matty James, it, it's he's he's equally there as a presence and yeah. um, almost like a bit of a, a benchmark. But he also he's more he is more than that. But I just think I'm. I like having him on the pitch. Is yeah. what I'm trying to get at. He's a bit of a guardian, isn't he? He kind of knows yeah. knows what's going on. It, to be to be fair, early on, he made a number of sort of challenges back in, you know, and 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 was was putting his foot in. But I didn't think it was anything more than what I would expect from no, from Matty James. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Sykesy, um, well, sorry, I'll, I'll go Taylor as well now in the middle. Taylor, I went seven. I thought Taylor Gardner Hitman's energy again. Um, again, I find it interesting when you sort of listen to people sort of talking in, in the ground last night, you know, uh, they'll, they'll go straight in and sign Taylor Gardner-Hickman. We don't need to. <laughs> it's a, you know, we've talked about on here, it's a done deal, like you've said, Patch. You don't need to make the signing now. If it's going to be the end of the season, great. Let's let's do it at the end of the season. Everyone knows where we are. Hopefully, because of the agreement we've got, he's allowed to play in the Cup. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know why he wouldn't if we've got a season long loan with him. Yeah, so that's a good point, yeah. But yeah. but yeah, I I just felt with Taylor, he he brings you that energy in there. He's he's a real, um, yeah, and he can pass the ball as well. He's got a shot on him. So I, I went seven for Taylor. Um, Sykesy, I went six, and this is again one that I think first half didn't see a huge amount. Second half he got into it. I'm not sure the quality. I, I did feel, although we had a lot of crosses last night, I think we had more than the whole last night. There were a lot that were played 
back behind the, the man and didn't find the man running onto it to be able to side foot it into the net or um so I didn't didn't think our crosses were great last night. But I thought Sykes he got again, as I said, into the game in the second half. Um yes, the change was made in he's a six, could have been a seven, but I just don't know that the quality was there yeah, from I think an end six. product. Yeah. Okay. Um other side, Anis. Probably a little bit swayed by his last 15 minutes and the goal um, and the way he was. I, I kind of went eight and probably it's more of a seven, but maybe I'm giving him a bit of a confidence boost as well to kind of say he was definitely a lot of fans man of the match last night. Yeah. Um, and that might be because of that maverick element to him. I ended up going eight because I thought the goal and his, his performance, as I say, give him a boost of confidence. But yeah, I, I went eight for Anis. I think there was only one occasion that I can think of last night where I just thought you've taken the man on again or yeah. you or you haven't passed when you should have passed. Whereas in previous times I've seen him, I've just been like, oh my God, what has he taken the man That's on good. again for? He's just beat him once. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and then, and cheese, there must, there can't be anything more frustrating as a forward if you're, you're wide player as an opportunity you're, to get you the ball and doesn't. That must be, you know. I'm going to pick on one player now. Yeah, and he's yeah. the culprit of many, many occasions of doing this. Alan Dix had Tom Ritchie and I, beginning of the season that we partnered up, I said, I want to come back and have some target practice. So we came back and Tom said, I'll come back as well. So we started playing up front together. One go short, one go long. If the fullback needs a release ball there, then... I come in the second man or the other way around. Then he goes wide. We go to the front post, back post. Whoever arrives to the box first goes front post, which gives the other man the time to go around to the back post, right? So if I'm there first, I go front. If I'm there last, I go back and vice versa. Clive Whiter, great, great winger. Beat a player and we're making our runs across our defenders now and the ball doesn't come in. So he drives back in. So now... We're going, oi, get the ball in the box. What happens? Drags it back out, takes a player on again, beats a player, does it again. So now we've got to check back out again. And when he does actually get past it and crosses the ball, we're checking out, not checking in. Yeah, and yeah. saying to us, get in the bloody box. <laughs> I said, well, get it to cross it first time then. You know? So that is yeah. very annoying as a striker. You yeah. make a Make the space. You leave a hole there for you to run into by dragging the fullback over the defender away, so you can sprint into that area, and then it doesn't get delivered. And you're going, no, you know what I mean. So yeah, it, for a striker, it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah, I can imagine. There's a question. Patch next time, Clive Whitehead's in the Heineken, isn't it? We'll have a question. F- <laughs> we'll have a question from the floor to cheese. <laughs> well, I, I mean, to be fair to Clive, he, many, he, did, he did set you up for the Arsenal goal, so. Hey, can't argue with that, mate. Can you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he did take a player on and just crossed it straight away. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Ideal, ideal. <laughs> so yeah, so I've I've gone eight for Anis. If you if you boys are happy with that, then we'll we'll stick with the eight. Well, I'm just a little bit worried that I'm being too generous with the eight overall. Yeah, my well, yeah, yeah. You probably are actually overall, mate. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> who have we got left? So top top. You're the guys that watch it every week. <laughs> I don't me, do I? I'm an ex-footballer. What do I know? Yeah, you know a lot, mate. <laughs> um, Tommy Conway, I went six. Again, worked, worked hard. Great pen. Yeah. 
but didn't get a lot of the ball to, you know, so you, it's, it's what I expect from Tommy. And then for me, man of the match was was Jason Knight. Um, I went an eight for Jason. Yes, probably the winner, but his, his energy levels, the way that he puts his foot in to break play up, but then he's joining Tommy as well. Um, Big, Bigsy said before patching in a couple of comments, didn't he, that he's so pivotal to the way that we play. And if you take Jason Knight out of this team, mm. we're not performing to the way that we are. And and as go, going back to Lee's point right at the start, there were a lot of good moments last night and there were there were moments we needed to work on. It's trying to get that consistency across the whole game. But yeah, I thought I thought Knight was fabulous again and to top it off with the winner. I think, yeah. you know, terrible thought, but if Jason Knight does get injured, that's the only time we might see two up front. You know, yeah, yeah, good shape. Um, yeah. because all re- rested in a game or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. it'd be interesting, but um, hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, and then um, so that that gives us an average um of six point seven three, which is exactly the same as the Sunderland average. Wow, and it, mean. And it yeah, huh. the exact yeah, yeah, and and it, and it feels as though it should probably be slightly higher or different than the Sunderland one, but. Bear in mind, Max got a nine in that one, so that yeah, was a big, a, a big, big sort of part of that. Yeah. So yeah, six six point seven three, which uh, Ashley Grant had six point seven two, Dean Allen six point seven, and Alan Andrews six point seven eight. So okay. apologies if um, any of our, our our group had sent something through and I hadn't seen it. So yeah, and then for Liam, Liam, I went seven as well. Um, didn't. Again, atmosphere, the three two win could have been an eight. Um, yeah. but I, overall I felt, you know, I've seen comments that Hull were much the better team in I thought it was a really good game played by by two decent sides. So yeah, I I, I thought seven, yeah. Well the, the the average for Liam Manning so far on on our ratings is six point two five. Um looking at your spreadsheet here. It is, yeah, it is, yeah. Um, so let's have a, as we are now at the halfway stage, 23 games in, uh, let's have a look at the, the top five in terms of average ratings. You have to have had 10 or more appearances, I think, to make this top five. So Rob Dickey is, is at the top 19 appearances in the league. 6.84 is his average rating. Um, then we've got Zach Viner, second in with 16 appearances, 6.75. Then you're down to Jason Knight, 22 appearances, 6.61. Then Mark Sykes, 19 appearances, 6.5. And then Naki Wells, um, with that appearance, takes him to 10 appearances, uh, 6.27. So, um, and that's that's starting appearances. That's starting, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and you've got to have played sixty-five minutes to, you know, a, thir- a minimum of thirty-five minutes to get a rating, haven't you? So, Absolutely. Yeah. So that just shows, uh, cheese, how important Rob Dickey and Zach Viner have been this season. It just shows how important it is to have strikers to score more goals as well, because yeah. the strikers should be one of the highest credits right now, not the defenders. Yeah, it's yeah. just me that we're not uh, penetrating enough. And getting enough goals, we've got the same goals scored as conceded at the moment. We have, yeah, which is okay, but not okay if you're uh, a manager expecting more results. You need, we need to score more goals. And I'm not being rude to the strikers. Um, we need to have more penetration. I think. Then it goes to show 
in the position we are on the table. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Hull were good at times, but if you're going to be in the playoffs it's, as close as they are, they've got to be more consistent because they were inconsistent and that led us to our win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, I, f- I felt with Hull last night, Cheese, that we 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 both wanted the ball. I just felt they did things a little bit quicker than us, and so that and their movement in the middle was quicker. Yeah, um, you, you sort of talked about the the fact with the the ball at the back. It it did feel at times, and I and I don't know. It's a big frustration of of mine and and a lot of the the lads and and girls that sit around me. When we get a free kick on the halfway line, we go back to Zach Viner or Rob Dickey and we, we don't we don't even really look for a forward pass or a forward run no. and I, I, that really frustrates me but you, you're right we, we've got to get more goals into the team I'm, I'm, I'm looking now so with the way the results have gone this afternoon we've gone from 8th down to 12th um, 11th Car- on my on my watch oh is it well on, on, on Sky um, Sky's table we're 12th with because um, Cardiff got a win um, so they've got oh yeah, yeah it's, just, they, it's just changed yeah is it yeah they they won two one Watford got a two one win yeah. um couple of late goals so they they moved up um Sunderland got a bit of a a, a dick in three nil um at home. at home to Coventry yeah Casey Palmer got a goal as well but yeah a few a few late goals so Plymouth Birmingham three three well that's not necessarily a bad one with us playing Birmingham coming up but a bit of a shame that Watford got uh, yeah two goals in four minutes in the 83rd and 87th minute to to take them up into what are they now seventh seventh yeah yeah so 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 we 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 um finished the first half of the season in 12th place bottom of the top half mm. um which i think we would all have taken probably at the start of the season do you think Matt? is that fair to say yeah probably probably i think we've probably Start of the season with Nigel Pearson and what we knew injury wise and and you know losing or, or selling Scott and stuff. I think when you add in Manning coming in as well, um, you know a new manager. They talk they talk about a new manager bounce. I I don't know if that's necessarily a thing as much now. Mm. Well, certainly not for Sunderland today with Michael Bill going in there. But even the QPR <laughs> guy, he's had a couple of good results, but they're still in twenty second place at the moment. Yeah. Rotherham new manager, they're still bottom. Sheffield Wednesday new manager, twenty third. So, you know, I, I think Liam Manning's doing all right. I think you you said patch. What is it? Three three wins, three uh, losses in. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, I think it was two draws, three wins, three losses, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there we are. Well, um, we've won, won more points than we've lost, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, and and you mentioned about the goal difference there, Cheese. I think it's important. It's really important to have a plus Matt, goal difference. We just had, we just conceded two goals again, but we scored three, which is nice. Um, sometimes we're a culprit to gaining um, defeat from the jaws of victory, but um, that's happened in the past, hopefully. So, for me, yeah, we need to we need to be more penetrative. Get more goals and listen. If you, and if you concede nothing, you can't lose games. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, the man of the match ratings, uh, similar to the average. So Viner is top. Sorry, Dickey is top with six. So he's not only 
top of our average ratings, but he's also top of our man of the matches. Second is Viner with five, Knight with four, and then you've got Sykes, O'Leary, and Gardner Hickman all on two, James and Naismith both on one. Um, so yeah, that's the, the player ratings data. Uh, so coming up on Boxing Day, which is only three days away now, um, is uh, Watford away. And yep. then we've got Birmingham on the 29th. So again, all very quick turnarounds, uh, Cheese. I know you sometimes, didn't you play like, didn't you play a couple of times over Christmas? Was it even even closer than that, wasn't it? Yeah, we used to play like um, Boxing Day for definite. We didn't often play New Year's Day. Mm. But there was a game within two or three days of each other before, during, and after Christmas, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a tight, tight turnaround. But not that is hard work, isn't it, for everybody concerned? I mean, all the all the staff at the club, if there's a home game, all the staff at the club go to work. Although there's time to be with your family and it's over the Christmas period, but we all love to do that kind of stuff, don't we? That's why we go there. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. The, the the players, I think Liam Manning said in his press conference afterwards that they are in on Christmas Day and staying in a hotel on Christmas Day somewhere near Watford. Yeah, yeah. HPC in the afternoon for training and then, um, as you say, travelling up in, and staying in Watford on the, the evening, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so their family day is Christmas Eve, so hopefully they'll still manage to achieve that. But interesting team selection, given that we've got, Effectively now, two games in six days, Matt. What what, what will be three games in seven days? Um, there's the bench yesterday, um, which which he's got to draw on. But do you think he'll be trying to field that unchanged side again? I think he probably will. Yeah, I think I think if 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 there aren't any knocks and and this sickness bug doesn't kind of develop into anything else, um, I think he probably would. I think he'd. he'd He'd probably like to keep Naki back again and and give him just a few more minutes. But yeah, unless there's any any kind of knocks or anything, I think he probably will go with the same. Certainly for this one, the same starting eleven. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, Cheese, if he says to Tommy and to Naki, right, Tommy, you're starting. You got the first forty-five. Naki, you're you're coming on at halftime or fifty minutes, whatever. And then go out and go out and express yourself. So what do you think? I think that's not a bad shout, to be quite honest. It will cause problems because Naki with his pace and his intelligent runs and Conway with his um his nice for scoring and goals and getting in those kind in those kind of positions. But I still think that pace kills everything. You need to have pace. Naki's got a little bit of pace, isn't he? Yeah. Um we can get him, him turning the defense around into the corner flag areas. We can get back up there quickly as well and get balls into the box. I can't see any reason why we can't do really well across this Christmas period. Yeah, God, imagine that, Matt. Uh, six points, obviously, in two games. If we can pick up what <laughs> on the road, Watford and um, Birmingham, uh, it'd be interesting to see what we can get. I think we should be targeting four points. Why not? Well, we're, we're we're probably targeting six, but um, I I think it's like anything. Patch, if, <laughs> if you can come away come away with two two draws, um, then you know it keeps the the recent run going, and points away from home are always good. But actually, if you win one of those, lose one of those, then you, you're better off anyway, aren't you? So as yeah. long as long as we're positive, um, and we play with the right tempo, then there's there's absolutely no reason why we can't get something out of it. Just a bit of a gutter, really, that Watford got that that win today because um 
they would have been behind us and I would have fancied mm. us, yeah, even more so. But yeah, we'll see. We'll Doesn't see. Doesn't seem to matter who we play though, because we played two teams that are in the ascendancy and Sunderland and Hull. That's true. Yeah, very true. Um, both were in and around that playoff pool, as I said at the start. Uh, we we dominated Southampton for the first half. It's only really, I mean, Ipswich we didn't play too bad either. We could have could have easily got something at that. Leicester and Leicester and Leeds we were kind of just in the game, and you know they they went up there. Yeah, they, they were the better side, weren't they? In both of those for for really yeah. the majority of the game. But no, you, you're right. I don't. I, I do feel with Liam Manning that. Um, he, he he feels that we we're good enough to get points whoever we're playing, and I and I think that's true in this league. You know, mm. even in those games you've talked about, it was still only the odd goal, um, and you only need a, a a dodgy penalty decision to to get you some out of it, don't you? So yeah, we absolutely should be going into both games with no fear and looking to come away with something. Uh, perfect. Well, I think Mr. Cheesley's battery died on his phone, so he's <laughs> he, he, he started an early Christmas, an early bath, yeah. an early yeah. bath. Um, but massive thank you uh, to yeah, the legend cheese. that is Paul Cheesley. Uh, still runs the Heineken Lounge on a match day. Absolutely fantastic to have him in the FPA as an ambassador as well. Um, and yeah, want to just wish all of our listeners and I we, we're increasingly meeting more and more. Um, so it's great to when people sort of come up to to me and you, Matt, and just say how much they enjoy the podcast. Makes it all worth it. And uh, a very merry Christmas to every one of our listeners and all City fans. Um, Matt, do you want to just give your your Christmas yeah, message? No, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's not going to be like King Charles, but yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, me- merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you for for your engagement. Um, you know, listening comments, um, the ratings. Um, you know, we did as, as we've talked about. This started out with us chatting about the city as as, as mates, and it's developed. And we know what it means to lots of fans. It's great that there are, you know, the, these forums, a number of podcasts for 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 us to to talk about the game, isn't it? So now it's good. Lovely stuff. Right, Matt, have a great one. And, you too, mate. Um, yeah, we'll be back on the twenty seventh. Uh, to talk about the Watford game. But for now, I'll hand you over to the Silhouette Showgirls, burning up the sun. And don't forget to follow us over on X at 3PIAPC. And we'll be back soon. Take care, everyone. Merry Christmas. Take care, everyone. Merry Christmas. Peace.